What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is episode number three. This week's guest was former NBA player, state championship coach, and one of Lynn's all-time greatest athletes, Antonio Anderson, and his childhood friend, Coach Mackenzie Charles. Now, Antonio has a ridiculous work ethic, and he can credit his rise from being just another kid from Lynn to playing amongst the world's best basketball players in the NBA to that very work ethic. In his college days at Memphis, he was the epitome of a team player and was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Listen to this podcast and you'll see that he never led with his ego. And now in coaching, he's teaching those very same qualities to his players, helping elevate them to a state championship program. Personally, Lynn has a special place in my life. And it's amazing to know that guys like Antonio and McKenzie are out on the front lines, bringing that winning mentality to Lynn. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having us. Antonio, I really want to, um, first of all, congratulate you. You won a championship in basketball, and that hasn't been done, and I didn't know this, that it hasn't been done in 80 years. So that's a huge accomplishment, not only for Lynn English, but for the city of Lynn. What's sort of been the feedback you've been getting from the community about it? Oh, uh, man, people are excited. <clears throat> um, you know, we had, we had a ton of support, man. Uh, when the state tournament started, you know, a lot of, like, Myself, Mackenzie, and the girls are in it. Um, Classico's in it. Boys and girls. St. Mary's is in it. Boys and girls. So, you know, like it's, everybody's giving and showing love to all the teams playing. Um, we were fortunate enough to keep playing us in St. Mary's girls. And, you know, the city was just kept supporting um, whether you went to Tech, English, Classico, St. Mary's. It seemed like everybody was there supporting one another. Um, you know, I saw it. You know, my players are, so, you know, it's huge. Um, so the city been very appreciative, very grateful. Um, and we, we've just been, we've been blessed to be. What about the kids on the team? I mean, how much of that? I'm a big believer in, like, skill and talent. Obviously, you have to have some talent. <laughs> you know, uh, these kids have to have some natural talent. But how much of what you've been able to bring to that school? Because from the outside looking in, they haven't won a championship in 80 years. All of a sudden, Antonio Anderson comes back home, coaches the team, and they win a state championship. <laughs> So the kids obviously had the skills. They needed that. But how much of that – I'm sorry, they had the talent. How much of that was just a skill that you helped develop? Um, you know what? You know, honestly, man, I push them. Um, you know, I think I got a group of boys who just – they work. They're, they're relentless, man. Everything I ask of them, they do. Um, whether it's getting there while the JV are practicing, stay a little later to work on this, work on that, they do it. It, they, and they, is it because you're pushing work ethic? Is that something that is that your forte, or do you just, they naturally? Yeah, you know what? Some have it, some don't. But you got you got you got to push it on them. Um, you know, if guys aren't working hard, you got to get online. You got to run. 
Um, you know, you, you got to expect everyone to do all things the same, whether it's the first guy or the 15th guy. My my group of boys bought in, man. They they, they wanted to win. Um, we like you said, you got to have talent. Uh, you know, that's that's the obvious, man. But you know, I think guys guys took took less of a role, for, sacrificed for the team, and, and guys did other things to to better the team right. um, and sacrifice their own personal accolades. And you know, you can that's that's what it takes to win championships. How much do you think that? Just being, you know, sort of someone of your stature has to do with it. Do you feel like the kids, as soon as you walked in, do you feel like they just mm. they just knew that you weren't joking around? That you, um, a little bit, but you still got to earn it. Still um, I think it. at the same time, a lot of them knew me uh, based off the skills academy that me and McKenzie do, uh, running our camps and clinics and helping the kids for the last four or five years. Um, so when I got the job, um, coming from coaching college, they, you know, they knew who I was as a player, but not as a coach. Right. Um, so you know, you, you got to lay your foot. You got to you got to set the rules from day yeah. one. And you know they they seen that I I play no games and yeah. I, I'm all about business. I just want to win. Want to have fun and win. And, and push, they feed push, off of that. Yeah, you know they they see every day I'm, I'm there. I'm pushing them. I'm, I'm there early. I'm, I'm there. I'm watching. I'm trying to trying to make sure you know guys are very prepared um, for whatever it is we got going on. So I think that you know they feed off that. And you know I think that's that's what helped us. Right, right. And the girls actually did very well. Yeah, yeah. We um we made the tournament for the first time in, in many years at Win English. Um, this is going, we're going into our fourth season coming up, but it's been a, a great challenge. And I think it's been really cool to, to, to watch the girls and the boys really interact because our practices are really close. And Coach Anderson was, Antonio was really good with letting the girls come to the practice and watching them. He's, he's being a little modest. They work extremely hard. And I think you could see that at the end of their season in the tournament, they were the, they were the team that was in the best shape every single game in that tournament. And that's, that comes from the, their work ethic. They work extremely hard, and it was good for our girls to see that every right. day. So I can push it in. I think the program, basketball program, we're on the same page. Girls right. And boys. Something, and we talked a little bit before the show started. I always get the chance to sit down with my guests and, and have a small conversation before we started. But I'm a St. Mary's guy. Um, and something I've been sort of amazed with is the culture, the winning culture that they've built. And I think, you know, from the outside looking in, again, it's – it's pretty obvious that it's like a seed. And once that championship seed starts to, to flourish a little bit, all of a sudden, all the other teams start feeling that energy, and you just start a championship-caliber program for all the sports. And I think that's probably what you're speaking to, Mackenzie, is that you're starting to see the girls sort of looking at, you know, Antonio and what he's been fortunate enough to do with the boys' team. So once you believe it's possible, all of a sudden things – yeah, it was. Start it was great to see the whole school came out and supported the. Fo I coach football also at Lynn English, and oh, to see great. all the football players come out, um, and and winning <laughs> is contagious. It really it is. is, and I think yeah. it's been it's spreading through the through the school and, and all the different sports and the coaches and and work ethic. Because I think the reason we've had success is from hard work. Mm -hmm. So when when people are seeing that, it's easy to you know, Correct, to yeah. gravitate to it. Yeah, and you know what? So I'm an entrepreneur. I never played uh, sports at the high level like you guys have, uh, collegiate and even professionally. But I've been grinding as an entrepreneur as long as you've been grinding at your sport, yeah. right? So uh, being an entrepreneur, a small business owner, is my sport. And so I I know firsthand winning is contagious. It's yeah. like when you make one good investment, you make another good investment. It's a state of mind. Right, so that's why I was saying about you know the boys that you had that are on your team and the girls on your team. They, they, yeah, they are talented. Of course, they have talent. Um, but when you can change the state of mind, which is what you've managed to do very quickly, 
you know, that's contagious and that could have a huge impact. And before the podcast started, I shared with you guys a short story about my upbringing where being a Greek American, we idolized Harry Aganis, um, where if you're from Lynn or from the greater Boston area, you know that he was a very, very well-decorated athlete, died very early. But Harry Aganis did for the Greek community what I believe is happening now with Antonio Anderson, sort of being a lightning rod to re-energize the community to start believing <coughs> that yes, we are championship caliber. Because the truth is, like I said before, talents, you know, has, there's been no shortage of great athletes coming out of Lynn. Yeah. There hasn't. It's just for some reason, the seed just doesn't catch. You know, my friends and I joke around all the time, not to take too much airtime, but we joke around saying if there was one high, and maybe you can give me your opinion, if there was one high school in Lynn, oh, that, like how would- be scary. It, I, would I don't it, think we'll would lose. Would it though, because, because I see hockey is doing that. Lacrosse doesn't do that. Yeah, I, so I'm wondering if maybe it's. I think uh, hockey doesn't accept St. Mary's. They keep their own team. Yeah. Okay. So and they end yeah. up. Yeah, they get a lot of talent at the school. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think it's more so from like a basketball, football standpoint, uh, and baseball. I'm sure if Lynn is able to put English and classical together, it'll be very tough to beat them. Um, you know, so much talent between the two schools, boys and girls. They, they, they're able to compete, you know. I think being in Lynn, you know, while well from Lynn, like you get to eighth grade, you got to choose yes, tech, English, yeah. classical. You know, I think if you're in the sports now, it's like, what's what am I good at? What sport am I good at? Who's good? Now? Right, right. Yeah, and, and you have to make that choice knowing that you sacrifice something on the other end. So if you're going to choose basketball and you really are good at another sport, you have to give that up. Yeah, you yeah. know, you think you got to sacrifice something. If you're good in multiple sports, some some kids choose classical for baseball or football. Right, yeah, or that's what I mean. Yeah. See, but you, you know, give up an opportunity to maybe excel at basketball and English, where you might have fit in well with that team. You just yeah. you chose baseball at, at classical because it, you just yeah. took a shot where you didn't get the chance at both. But yeah, that's you, the, that's the conversation you have in the barber shops um, every day. You have these conversations if we wouldn't had one high school. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I'm asking it because I know who's going to listen to this, and yeah. it's and it's it's people like us from Lynn who care. Yeah. enough to, to spend the time and that's something that I would want to you know you guys have a have a, a, a more valid opinion in a way almost just because you're kind of knee-deep in it you yeah. know like you see the kids growing up to me it's all theoretical like yeah of course man like I love Lynn with four yeah. teams yeah. to combine we'd be awesome but would we I, I, I believe we would I, I think what's going on in the city of Lynn especially I see it in the basketball Lynn and football we're too busy competing against each other that mm -hmm. a lot of these North Shore, the, the communities on the North Shore, wow, are catching up. They're catching up. Never thought talent of Talent-wise, um, because they're putting in the work. No, no credit taken away from them. But we're just so busy in our city competing yeah, against English each other. English versus classical. Yeah, English East versus. Lynn, West Lynn. Mm -hmm. We're too busy competing against each other to really let's come together uh, for a common goal and really try to achieve it. And I think, think that's can, one part that's missing. Do you think that there's a way, or do you think there's a way to correct that? Because Ultimately, the, the solution is what you're looking for. I mean, I don't, I don't want to spend my whole life wondering. Yeah. Like, I don't think that they should go to one team, but I definitely agree with what you just said, which is that they I, need to spend maybe not even play each other just once a year. I think, I think people worry about the perception too much. Um, you know, I think it's, oh, uh, you know, this school won this many games, or this school won that. I'm like, how come you didn't win? How come you? Like, like me personally, I, I'm, I, I'm only worried about 
the, the boys that play basketball in English. I'm, if you're a class, because she marries a tech, not my business. I, I, think, right. I don't care. You're not concerned. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah, concerned at all. It's just a distraction to you. Yeah. <laughs> the same way yeah. I feel about my competition. Yeah. That's your competition. The same, yeah. Literally, I'm not worried about the car dealers doing down the street. I'm yeah. trying to focus on being the car dealer yeah. they're worrying about. Yeah, so that, right. that's what you you're know, saying. Like, I support them all. Right. If I'm not playing you, I, like, I support classical every game of the year until the two times I play them. Then I don't like it. those two times, you know. Right. So like, I think a lot of people, and I think some of us coaches, man, we all get along. I think it's more the people on the outside of it mm-hmm. who like to throw jabs. Yeah, you want know? you guys all. Yeah, trying you know, to figure it out. Want you all to dispute for no reason. Right. But you know, I think we all, boys and girls, we all get along well. Like, you know, we always want to win. Right. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's all. That's all. Well, I care it's working. About. I mean, yeah. you're winning. You guys just won a championship. First time in, in 80, 80 years is a long yeah. time, guys. That's that's like that's yeah. a long time, and I, I think it's an amazing feat to be able to come in in such short time and turn the program around. And I'm not going to say turn it around because it was bad, but just turn it around into a winning championship, winning. Because yeah. Lynn English and Classical, they're always in the state tournament. They're always there, present, but they just lack that extra expertise or coaching or whatever it is and I, I, I'm hoping that this is a lightning rod that sort of ignites the yeah. community and they all get behind it and start doing like you said Mackenzie stop dividing uh, yeah. Yeah. Class. Yeah. like look we're all here to win yeah. we just want to be a winning city and it's good to see like when the tournament starts that's, I think that's a, a special time for the city of Lynn everybody comes to the games but that, it's a special time in the tournament in Lynn when everybody comes and supports it's been a long time since I've witnessed that energy but I, I actually next time I'm definitely coming because that's something yeah. probably to marvel at, like yeah. to see the city come together and <laughs> oh, for the yeah, boys and the girls. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. How's that make you feel like as a coach? You feel like you have a lot it, to live up to? You know what? It felt good to the point where when we won the championship, the guys from the MIA are telling me, you know, I'm walking to the crowd where Lynn was, you know, it's not mm-hmm. just the students, it's the entire city of people. And I'm looking at the people that are like, come back. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like weaving all of them down. <laughs> have you, you know? come here? Yeah. I, I told the guy after. He's like, you know, we don't want me to take a long. Like in my head, I'm like, whatever, man. Like these yeah. people I'm from, right. over an hour to come support these young kids. Like we're gonna celebrate this. Right. A little and we bit. know there's real, really no reason you're not yeah, letting us. You're just trying to. We're not harming nobody. Yeah, you just want to have a rule to have a rule, right? Yeah. Like that's that's how you know high school <laughs> stuff works, right? There's rules to have rules. So, where do you rank the feeling that you got from winning that championship amongst? the feelings you've had and the big accomplishments that you've had in your life so far? I mean, because you've done some pretty big things. Yeah. Just making it to the NBA. Just making it to the NBA is, you know, is is, is a lifetime dream for 99% of the kids who play basketball. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so you've, you've done some big things. So what what do you think of winning a championship with the guys, with your students at Lenin You know, I, I, I spoke to a couple of friends of mine about it. I, mean, I think me and McKinney talked about it a bunch. Me and my coaches, and to not – you know, like talk about myself, but like, no, nah, please do. Be, That's be, what this is being about. where I've yeah. been athletically. This winning the championship rings up there just for the simple fact that it's for for kids and where I'm from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think making the NBA, going to college for free, playing the Final Four, it's at the ceiling, you know. And then like this comes, and it's like, shit. Did like, you think that it was gonna be? Did you think it was even possible? <clears throat> you know what? This soon? No. Right. To be honest, yeah. um, you know, I think this is my, it was my second year. Um, you know, so like, yeah. first year was pretty decent. It was bumpy. Kind of learn um, the rules. You gotta, you gotta, you know, get, you get, get to know your environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you know, you had some kids coming back. Um, then get get some get some kids to come in, and they they put it together. Um, you know, I think from November 26th when we started, when we got back after Thanksgiving, 
it was just like you just seen it like they didn't like they knew I didn't like losing as a competitor. Right. We lose the, you lose the St. Mary's in the city tournament and championship and we see fire in our eyes. Mm-hmm. You know we 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 go we go two months without losing, we lose again at the time to the defending state champion Mansfield at mm-hmm. their place and you see more fire in their eyes. Yeah. And like, we have a meeting and before the state tournament and you know some of the guys are like, We're not losing. Like no. you know, like so my thing to them is now I don't mind that, but let's if you can pay attention to detail, let's right. see how we focus. Yeah. And man, he tell you he came to some of our practice in the state tournament and he like that's my guy and he's like tell him like these dudes are like They were ready. Ready. Yeah. Ready. Like they were just so just focused. Soldiers man. ready to go to war. So yeah. focused, man. Yeah. We and like we had kids who, you know, stepped up big time. We had we you know, we had some guys who led us, but we had Mason mm-hmm. and Jack and those guys step up huge game after game. You know, Alonzo, Janelle played their roles and they dominated majority of the games. And guys fit in and, man, they, no one cared about nothing but winning. Like, so, you know, there was no one like, oh, I had 25, oh, I had this one, that. Mm-hmm. We won. You right. Know, we move on. You know, and it's a big challenge for these kids to come in and they stepped up to the challenge, whatever challenge you set for them, and they stepped up to it. It's such an amazing life lesson for these kids. Yeah. And if all they ever do, you know, in their young adult life is accomplish the state championship, that's still a huge feat. Oh, definitely. And just learning about, you know, how to, how to sort of m- turn a loss into a win. You know, like, yeah, you're going to lose a couple of games every season. The goal is not to be undefeated. It's to win the state championship, yeah, right? So you're going to lose. But if you can use those, like you yeah. said, to turn them into fuel, that's what you have to do as a businessman. That's what you have yeah. to define success in anything. I'm, you I'm, have to handle your W's. You have to and handle, I'm sorry, you handle your L's. Yeah, yeah. And, and be able to turn them into W's. But yeah, an amazing I'm, gift to teach these young kids. I, I, I think it so comes important. from, man, like I tell them all, like, you may not have your best game or you may not play your best, but you're going to be prepared. If you're prepared mentally, like you'll be able to overcome some things. You'll be able to miss some shots. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, of mentorship and, and coaching. Like I think it's huge. I think it's one of the most undervalued things that communities like Lynn are missing out on. That's really yeah. like the gap that needs to be closed. So to have you there with that kind of experience, and you too, Mackenzie, because you – you experienced it by proxy, I man. You, you guys, childhood friends. Yeah. I'm sure you were, you watched his success. I mean, to be a part of that, to be close to someone like that, is an amazing thing too. Yeah, I think I think the high, Antonio coming back to the city and being hired was really important because what it did, it kept a lot of the kids. When in, you say, hold on, one second. Let me back up. So when you say hired, yeah. you actually had to go in an interview. <laughs> yeah, like they weren't yeah. just like automatic. No, 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 man. It was a lot of people going for it. I was coaching in New Hampshire. Um, and when it when it opened, he he called me. Well, before it opened, he said, "Man, I think the, the job's gonna open." He was already there. Was, oh, you were already coaching. Was, I, was, I was one year in. He was one I year was in. One, and he's like, "Tone, I think the boys' job is gonna open. Like, you should go for it." And I'm like, "So at the time, you were doing what? You were coaching?" I was assistant at Division Two School in New Hampshire, Franklin oh, Pierce. Okay. You know, he's like, "Man, you should think about if it opens, you should go for it." Um, all right. So when it opened, he's like, "You would put your stuff in or whatever." You know, I put in and um, like. Basketball ended in March for them. Um, then they held the interviews in April. I had the interview. Then you, you did know. really well. You must have just yeah. did really good at the interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You must, you must yeah. have impressed somebody with us. Uh, we, we interviewed that Monday, and yeah. then they told me, oh, Friday, we'll let you know. But they called me Tuesday. Right. Because they, they do have to. You're right. They, at the end of the day, they do have to yeah, go. There's a, there's, a, there's a process to it. But I think the, right. the, what was really important in his hiring 
we're lo- in the city of Lynn, we're losing a lot of good athletes. We're losing a lot of good families yeah. to outside communities. It's, it's expensive. It's whole, that's a whole other conversation. Sure, yeah. But we're losing a lot of really good athletes and going to prep schools and St. John's preps and all different schools. Um, and I think when Antonio got the job, it made kids go, all right, I want to stay in my city. It's a lightning I wanna, Yeah, I want to go to Lynn English. Mm-hmm. I want to have success in my city. And I think he, he really brought that back. And I think that was a big part of his success his second year was really kids in the city saying, all right, I don't have to go to prep school to, to, to reach my dreams. I can go to Lynn English. Now, in fact, work. from what I witnessed when I came by last week, the prep school kids are coming to Lynn. Yeah. As part of the podcast, I reached out to Antonio McKenzie, and I asked to come by a skills academy sort of just to see how they work out so that I have some, some you know, experience on what they do exactly. And so you work out kids um, all the time. And we'll get back to that. But before we do, I, I just wanted to dabble a little bit. I want to, because we're both, we're all three of us are Lynn guys. Um, so where are you from? What part of Lynn did you grow up in? Westland. What, where? Uh, like Warren Street. And you, yeah. Mackenzie? Uh, yeah, Westland. So you guys met in, uh, in Yeah, we yeah, played we, basketball. So it was like, yeah, oh, when you play ten, basketball in the, the city park. of Lynn, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of know every, like, it's, it's really cool because in the city of Lynn, the basketball world is like its own community. Mm-hmm. Like, so we were, it, we were part of that community since we were born. Um, Fred, we played under Freddie Hogan. He coached. He was a Lynn English girls coach for a long yep. time. I think he's running for a city um, war counselor, and he really coached us. So that whole community, we just were since we were little kids, staying together. And then when you went, fin- did you go to high school together? No. Yeah. So you went to we went to Lynn Tech. Lynn Tech. Tech. But, but you graduated from Lynn Tech. No, I graduated from Maine Central Prep School. Right. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. So now you went. You make it. You get to high school. Before high school, is it just Antonio, or is he already a, sort of a, a Playground legend. No. No. The one thing about Antonio <laughs> people don't realize, like. Because his brother, he, Anthony. Yeah, he's playground We won't legend. get into the fact that they both have the same name, but they just. <laughs> him. But his brother, Anthony, was a legend in my time. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody knew about him, but. but so was, was he a playground legend? He was always a hard worker and the most competitive kid <laughs> in the court. And that sometimes turned into fighting and arguing <laughs> when we was younger. I remember we played King of Lynn in YMCA and lost his mind because he lost, but he always had that competitive edge to really push him. And, like, he knew what he wanted. He had goals in mind, and he, he chased after him. But he was a hard worker. It wasn't like a kid that was just blessed with a whole lot of talent. Mm-hmm. He, just, he had to really work. So you think that that's more – the reason is more just the work ethic. Yeah, okay. the work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why so his team so successful. Did, I mean, you're offering a skills camp now. Did Were there stuff like that growing up for basketball? Because – I mean, was there was there anyone who sort of stepped out that you can remember back in the day? Was there was there an Antonio Anderson back uh-huh. then that was having these elite well, camps that was helping people sort no. of more gifted? You know, Fred Fred Hogan was the only one that like did things for us like basketball. So it was just you were just learning at the playground. We were playing in the, at, playing until at you the get park, to high school. Playing at the park, the YMCA. Yeah. Um, you know, like the Greg House and yep. just things like that, man. Um, you know, my older brother playing in the parks, going in the parks. Not getting picked, I think, was probably used to be the thing that used to piss me off more than anything because I'm like, I'm four or five years younger, but I'm better than some of your <laughs> friends. Like, like, so, like I should sure. be playing. So he's like, I'm not going to make them pick you. You make them pick you. Awesome. And, you know, like, I have to get out there, like you said, man, like, get out there, just be competitive. Um, I think in high school, you know, like, yeah, everybody can put up numbers. And, you know, I wasn't, like, the most decorated. Um, but I got, you know, I got the prep school and just showed my grit. So what was it about um, Lynn Tech that made you want to leave early? Um, there was nothing wrong with Lintec, but you know, at the time, you know, academically, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Um, you know, and I think speaking to like my brother and um, like 
my AU coaches at the time. They're like, man, you might you got a chance to go play college. I'm getting recruited by schools, and every time these schools would call, oh, how's your grades? Can transcript? Uh, they weren't happy with it. Yeah. And you know, like I'm like, man, like I want I want to go to school for free, you right. know. And so they're like, you need to go to private school in order to get your grades up, you know, because uh, at the time, you know, like Lynn Tech is Lynn Tech is vote. So yeah, they're not really you're not taking yeah, the core trade, courses yeah. year round. And you know, I went to private great school. if you want to be a plumber, electrician, but yeah, not if you want to play basketball, yeah, yeah, like you know, and I, it was I was fortunate enough to get there and like really buy in academics, turn my life around, man, getting A's and B's, and then, you know, like, it's amazing to think that sometimes it's not even like, not even sometimes, most of the times, it's not even the, the kid in the school, it's, it's just the environment, yeah, yeah, it's the environment, <laughs> and it's like, so how how did you grow up? I mean, did you grow up? Um, in a tight knit community, was it just sort of just mom and dad? Was it like, was it you no, know, you know, my, my a mom really ra- close family? It was just my mom. My mom raised just it. your mom. Yeah, she raised. Okay. It. I know my dad very close. Um, yeah, yeah. He didn't live with us. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he was around. He just didn't live with us. And you know, it was just us. You know, she was on or she worked. Right. You know, my older brother was like the guy in the house. But you know, he's he's one of the best basketball players in the state. So you're like 14, 15, and, you're, and your yeah. brother's blowing up, right? And I'm just like, man, like, what? And then so, like, you say, you know, you have homework. My mom was like, oh, your homework finished? Yeah, 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 it's done. Yeah. It's not done. It's not done. Yeah. You know, and, like, yes. and it caught up to me. Yeah. Like, it caught up to me. Yeah, yeah, and I can imagine for your mom, it's just, it's like a challenge to raise kids in Lynn and keep them out of trouble. Like, it's just, you know, trouble just lurching around you all the time. Oh, yeah. Anywhere you go, any big city, like, just not just Lynn, but any city, um, if you don't, keep your kids busy so yeah. you know it's hard I mean I, I grew up with parents that were self-employed and they didn't have a lot of time for me either yeah. like, they were working so people think you know because you have a small business you're rich but it's not true yeah, it's no just, it. sometimes it just means you work more yeah. and my parents worked more so they relied on the, my extended family and my grandparents to pick up the slack but when it's just your mom and your dad's you know not active in your life like that it's you know it's that's a tough thing to do is to manage to keep someone out of trouble yeah but turning Turning your attention to basketball was probably what your, your biggest yeah. outlet. I, I think the one thing too, man, I give Lynn is I think even nowadays, you know, people see kids. You you know kids who play, and then you know there's kids who really want to do something with themselves. And I I think I hung around with people like Mackenzie, my cousins, Justin, James, and those guys like Randy and all those guys who never none of us navigated to the, the stuff. We went to right. the parties like everybody. Mm-hmm. Chase, but your girl. crew. Yeah. Your crew, you know, we was we, playing ball. Like you guys we, were playing basketball. You were straight up dudes. Yeah, we know. weren't caught up in like yep. doing none, none of the other stuff. Yep. And I'm, you know, the people who did those things, we're good friends with. Mm-hmm. No problem with none of them. But yeah. they never. You come on, you need to. Because it doesn't work like, like yeah, that. Yeah, like you don't need to it be really get up out of here. Yeah. You know. So, I think that's the one thing that Lynn has that I, I think I don't know if a lot of communities. I'm not from the other communities. Right. But, immediately, I'm biased too. But I know being in Memphis, like when I was there for college, like. Some of my teammates would tell me, like, man, it's hard to get away. These dudes, like, force you to, like, mm-hmm. want to smoke and want to do this, want to do that. Wanna, like, oh, won't you sell oh, this? At, at college. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, you, man, you about to go. Like, you don't need to do that. You don't got to play. But you make more money doing this. Right. And Lynn is not like that, though. Like, you know, Because there's a sense of community. There really yeah. is. You know, people look at it. There's 100,000 people, but people care about people in Lynn. Oh, it's just a buddy of mine, man, funny story. A buddy of mine two weeks ago, assistant coach at George Washington University. And he's in Boston for like recruiting. He calls me like, man, where you at? Come by, say what's up. And I ain't seen him in a while. So he comes by and he deals with a girl in Boston. 
And she's like, where you going? So I was with my boy. Like, mm-hmm. She's like, where is he living? She was, he was like, oh, he lives in Lynch. She was like, you better lock your doors out there. <laughs> and I'm like. Where's this girl from? We got to find out where she's from. She, she's talking she, like she, that about She's Lynch. from, uh, and like I told him, she lives in the seaport area. I said, she oh. she doesn't know nothing. She's she not even, even in the she city. She doesn't know what the seaport looked like yeah, 15 yeah. years ago. And I'm like, uh, he's like, don't worry about that. He, but it was just funny because everyone that comes out here, mm-hmm. you know, like, even you meet people outside of Lynn, it's like. One of my city of sin, and I'm just like one of my best friends in college was from um, Queens. Now lives in Brooklyn, and he went to North. Me and I went to Northeastern together. We we met in Northeastern, and he used to say like, "Lynn, Lynn, what's up with this? Like Lynn, Lynn, city of sin." He, he didn't get it. I was like, "Dude, you gotta look like Lynn is like Brooklyn yeah. to New York. Like we have our own little culture, we have our own style, we have our own way of life, we have our own community. Yeah, we'll still connect to, with Boston, but we really are one of the only cities I think on the North Shore that has like a, a big enough community to have like a real rich like yeah. diverse culture. Yeah. 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 There are other cities that have cultures, but not like Lynn. Lynn's got like this. I mean, and there's, and there's so many different cultures, yeah. so many different yeah. people. I think because when we were raised like in, we were raised since we were younger, elementary school. That we was always around different people, different colors. Turns out, by the way, that Mackenzie and I went to the same elementary school. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Washington School. Mr. Burrell. Shout out if he's listening. So we were raised, we grew up like that. So nowadays, and you see all the issues that go on in the world, and like in Lynn, it really wasn't like that. And I talk about the racial issues, but we grew up in just so many different people, different religions, different cultures. That it was just we accepted that, and I'm so happy that I grew up in in that community and yeah. have those values. So like from the outside looking in, you might say certain things about the city of Lynn, but come in. And I'll tell you, there are not many people, people who come from Lynn that are not proud to say they come from Lynn. And if you're not proud to come from Lynn, it's probably because you didn't realize the advantages that you got yeah. from Lynn. You know, I am, man. I, I got some of my boys in Boston who I tell them all the time. I I've been in Boston a hundred thousand times. Mm-hmm. Chinese food sucks out there. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't have roast beef sandwiches. They don't have nothing. Like I, I think it's crazy. I think Lynn has the best food, and even when I'm in college. So what is what's your where's your where's your spot? Lynn and, and for what Chinese tacos Lupita like. Oh, that's my spot. Yeah, that, that's the place right in front of Washington yeah, School, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, around the corner. Yeah, I yeah. tried to go there today, and they were closed until like the seventh. Wow. I don't. Yeah. It's not good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, big, not good. I'm a big <laughs> green tea guy, man. Not this one. Uh huh. But in Lynn, I love the original. Yeah, I love green tea, man. I love Charlie Seafood. Charlie um, Seafood. Wow, that's right down the street from where I grew up. Yeah. Um, and I love Angelina's. Oh, you love Angelina's? Oh, my God. You want to hear a crazy story? Huh? You know the owners are my aunt and uncle. Oh, I know. Well, I Maria. Know. You Maria, yeah. That's she, my aunt and uncle. Oh, Maria. She, she used to feed our camp for us yeah, every she, year. Yeah, she she's the best. Food to oh, our camp. Shout yeah, out to my is. aunt Maria. She's listening. Yeah. She's the best. She just, she's fortunately awesome. for her, she, she worked there, I think, 35 years. She just retired. Yeah. So... I went the other day and I'm like, "Where's my red?" I'm like, "Oh, she know I'm alive." Oh, uh, you were disappointed. I don't, I don't think my ham and cheese was made the same. <laughs> I'll send the message. <laughs> I'll send the message. Small world, right? So, you're done now. You're done at, at Lintech. You've made the decision to go to prep school. Um, how did your family handle it? Because you were leaving. I mean, it, it was all right, man. <clears throat> I think my mom was okay. She knew I was going to try to better myself. My older brother was already gone on scholarship. Like you, my Samhurst. Right. So you know, um, for me, that was like. My my motivation, like man, my brother's gone. My mom may have to come out of her pocket one quarter. And you know, for me, then <clears throat> the offer started coming in heavily, and I knew then, like, she's not, she don't got that. So how did so you go from how does how does Memphis come? You know, I actually committed to Michigan State first. Oh um, wow! Yeah, and I took a visit, and it was just it was too big, man. Taking buses from dorms to the to the classes mm-hmm. and. 
I'm like, man, this isn't, it wasn't the right fit. A lot of schools are already recruiting me. Then when I, Memphis came in heavily, well, my, my old it, eight. Is this under John Calipari at this time? Yeah. Is Memphis, so uh, he's scouting you. Yeah, my old AU coach, his best friend was assistant at Memphis. And so he, he was talking to me. Then one of the guys that recruited my brother to UMass joined the staff at Memphis. So he knew my mom, knew the family. This is how it works, right? Yeah. I mean, like, this it is the works network. works by ties. Yeah, like the network. It's not you didn't yeah. get a free pass for it, but, like, yeah. somebody knows the talent. Like, people know where the talent is, and it's on mm-hmm. people's radar. And so that's how Memphis came about? Came about. And, you know, playing ball on the national level helped. You know, like, being being from Lynn and then being from no, nobody to a year later being number 37 playing in the country, like from Little well, Lynn. When, when was this? Like, yeah, well, after I went to private school. So when, when you're at prep school about to graduate from prep, yeah, you're 37th in the country. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it was, you know, it's a, like the offers were. Started rolling in. They, they were coming heavily, you know. So you, you chose Memphis. Yeah. Why? Um, just a fit, man. You know, I think it's when I went on my visit, just when I met my teammates, it just clicked. You know, like we're all guys are from Baltimore, Detroit, like kind of the same upbringing, same gritty blue collar upbringing. Yep. And, you know, we just, just clicked, man, hit it off, man. And then we, you know. So got, chemistry was important to you? Yeah. Yeah. Without doubt about it. And it's interesting if you read I, about Antonio, read about his his playing style, well, a lot of people describe you as like the ultimate team player, like the defensive team player, like not, you're okay with not being in the limelight, like you're, yeah. you're the worker, you're the one who'll, who'll put the glue that keeps the team together, that, yeah. that's not scared to do the dirty work, and that's what you, if that's what you were looking for in a team, it sounds like you were looking yeah. for chemistry, you wanted to, you weren't looking to go somewhere and showboat your yeah. way to being, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the best guy on the team, you, you wanted to, you wanted to be in a high chemistry oh, environment, yeah. yeah. Definitely, I think it, it's, it was from day one, man. Like, you know, like we just went out there and we just did what we did to win. I think for me, every time I stepped on the court, or I got this jersey on, like, limb mass. Like, you know, Tony is mm-hmm. a limb mass, you know, like, and the people on my team, are like, where's that? I'm like, it's outside of Boston. She's from Boston. No, <laughs> no, I'm from Lynn. It's from north of Boston. It's from <laughs> called Lynn. It's, so my teammates were all like, oh, he's from Lynn. He's not from Boston. Mm-hmm. Like, and after a while, they get it. And so, you know, it becomes, like, for them, it's like a joke. But for me, they knew, like, how much it meant to me. Some of them came, Chris Douglas Roberts. Some of my teammates came back. They've come to Lynn. Yeah, they came to Lynn mm-hmm. when we were in college. Like, you know, like, showed them around. They loved it. Like, you know, this is like, beautiful city. We never would have thought, like, right. this little city, because they're all from Baltimore and Detroit and yeah. Miami, Florida, and, like, huge, huge cities. Then they come to Lynn and, like. Lynn's like a mini, mini. It's like its own world. Yeah, man. it's its own world. And, and like the perspective, like from like while Antonio was out in Memphis and we're home and always watching him. And that's big though. And he said, like when guys get announced, like they're starting, they're starting lineups and it says Antonio Anderson, Lynn Mass. We took a lot of pride in that. And like we would know that we would see like other people, maybe t- other big time, and it would say Boston. And we were like, no, you're not from Boston. You're from Lynn. So mm-hmm. like he took pride in that. And we really, that's why. Like when he came back, it's, you get so much love because he took that pride with him there and didn't really forget That's, where he came that from. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It does because if you always keep Lynn as a, at the forefront of who you are, yeah. you know, and you come back, it's you know the people love you for that. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, it's like you know, you're from Lynn. You know, there are things you should celebrate, yeah. and 
you know, <clears throat> the success of the people of Lynn is one of them. Yeah. Anybody who's from Lynn, like, that's doing something on that level needs to be celebrated. That's part of what this podcast is about. Highlight that local hustle is because, yeah. you know, it doesn't, you don't have to play, you don't have to be a Hall of Fame NBA player to make a huge impact on the local level. Like, yeah. just to make, not even to make it in the NBA, just to be a Hall of Fame player, uh, you know, at the collegiate level yeah. in Division One, that's giant, man. <laughs> you, can, you can move a lot of people with that kind of, with that kind yeah. of energy. Yeah. And you don't have to do it. But I use this uh, quote a lot. It comes a point when you become successful and you start to realize that you have an obligation to gratitude. Like, mm -hmm. you have to make that decision. When you become successful, when you reach success, you have to make a decision. Do I want to share or do I want to just be greedy and continue? You have to, you have to feel obligated to gratitude. Yeah. Otherwise, morally and ethically, you're in a different world that I just don't want to be a part mm -hmm. of. Like, Lynn, to me, is like Gotham City. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a constant struggle between good and evil. Right, and there's these people like Antonio and Mackenzie that are like sort of injecting that positive energy. They're using their own resources, whether it be their own success, their own time, their own money, sort of pushing the good. You guys are wearing the capes, you know what I mean? You're, you're out there hustling and bustling. You're that Superman and Batman. And then there's the bad guys trying to pull in in a different direction. So really cool. Uh, but let's get back to basketball. I'm sorry. So Memphis, you get there. Yeah. Freshman. Yeah. Who's on your team? Because I know that there's a couple. You know. uh, at that time, Rodney Carney, Sean Williams, both first-round picks my, after my freshman year. Uh, we were loaded, man. And is this team already at a level where they're making, you know, they're going deep into the – No. Oh, they're not. No, okay. like, we got there, man. My recruiting class, We at the time, we, we were loaded. And my, the guys look at me, Chris Douglas, Robert, Sean Williams, Robert Dozier, Andre Allen. We came in, us four. Um, they got, and they had a year before where they didn't get to the into two years where they get into the NCAA tournament. My freshman year, we make a run. We go to Elite Eight. We lose. Uh, year next year, we come back. We lost a lot. Me and uh, Chris, me, Chris Douglas Roberts. This is your sophomore year. Yeah, we come back. We have some incoming freshmen, Willie Kemp and those guys who weren't the number one players in the country, but they were team players. Mm -hmm. We made it happen. Uh, we got we got to Sweet Sixteen, and then the next year, Derrick Rose comes. Right. It was like the missing piece. It was yeah, a missing piece. You know, this, came, is, this is your junior my year. My junior year. Yeah. And he came, you know, he was a team player. Even though he was the number one pick in the draft, you know, he was he was a team player. He brought some light to us. Mm -hmm. They knew we were good, but then we were the number one team in the country. Um, and then, you know, me. This is I, when it now becomes, like, on everybody's radar. Now yeah. I'm seeing it on ESPN all the time. Like, I'm starting to see, like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. oh, this team, like Memphis is, you know what yeah. I mean? Because always, there's always that story every year of that team, yep. that Gonzaga, somebody that's sort of like blowing up. And, and that we, was the year I remember Memphis. I'm like, Memphis? We were, we, were like, we were like the bad boys, man. We just, we really didn't care what people thought. We just, we wanted to win. Right. And, you know, our best player, even though Derek got the, the, the notoriety, Chris Douglas Roberts was our guy. You know, he's our all, unanimous All-American first mm -hmm. team. and could care less how many points he scored. Right. We were getting in the locker room, and he'll, he'll see, we were roommates, and he would, on the plane or whatever, he'll be like, Tom, man, like, why, we could have played better. Like, I'm like, dude, you just had 37 points. <laughs> but he's just like. Right, he perfectionist. Yeah, who cares? Like, yeah. like we, we missed this stop. We didn't do this. And you know, like, like yeah, you know, whatever you do in life, like, it, it hits you. Like, it's bigger than just individual stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I think, like, a big thing Coach Kyrie used to always tell us, like, when, when, we, when you win, 
everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Everything starts coming full circle. The accolades, yeah. this, that, that. So, you know, I think, you know, and it happened last year, man. We talked about it, you know, like, <clears throat> get the job in English, they were 10 and 10, you, you know, make the tournament, you lose, nothing. This year you win every award because you won a state championship. Right. And it's like, really? Like, you was, that's the only reason you're giving it to me. Right. You know, and I'm going to take them, don't get me wrong, right, but at the course. same time, it's just like. Milk them for what they're worth, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Like, but, you know, man, I think at the end of the day, man, like getting to Memphis and. What what were you, so you're in Memphis, what what were you, what was your role on the team? Like, because everybody, you know, some guys are doing this, some guys yeah. like, so what? I was the defender. You were the defender. Right? I, I, whoever led the team, the opposing team in scoring, that was my job to not let them get with the average. Yeah. So and we, we win the game. So did you ever feel like by being the defender, did you ever feel like you were being held back? No. Like, because you were in high school more of a prolific score, more like a big-time scorer. You know, I – You were just what? the ultimate. I just wanted to be on the floor. Right. I, I think, like – I kind of like, I really, I knew I was in school for free, getting a free mm-hmm. education. I knew I was being on TV where my family and friends can watch me. Right. I knew I'd put myself in a position to be successful. Um, and, you know, any basketball mind can see the sacrifice. Uh, my teammates are, like, they'll tell you all the time, you know, we couldn't win if Tone doesn't play. Right. We, like, none of us can defend like him. None of us can. And, you know, <clears throat> I think even with I was scoring, as much as I, maybe could have, would have, whatever, I was still able to accomplish a lot of things statistically that a lot of people who did the scoring didn't do. Right. And, you know, so I think at the end of the day, man, like, I I could care less about it. I just knew my main focus was to be on the court. Ultimate team player. Like, if you have a, if you have, if you're a coach and you hear your, your player talk like that, like, you like, and then like, that's an amazing, like, who doesn't want that? That's like an employee being like, you know what? I work all day, every day. I'm not here for the money. Like, I really just want this business to grow. Like, I just, it's like, that's like the dream come true. That, is that something you train yourself to become? Or is that, that's yeah, just the that, honest to God. That's, that's just, just how it was. Even, that's just how you know, it was. Even like, you so know. if you had the opportunity to be that score, if you were going to, if they needed a three-point guy, you would have trained all day to be the three-point guy. Yeah, I, if they needed a, uh, you know. I think there were, there were games where, you know, we were in timeouts. And Coach Kyler said, Derek and Chris don't got to go. I need you to score. Mm-hmm. Like six, six games in a row, I haven't had to, I haven't shoot more than six games, mm-hmm. shoot more than six, seven shots. But okay, and they'll depend on you know they'll say tone, come on, like and get you going. Right. So you just always got to be ready. But I knew my main role was I took pride in stopping the other best player. Right. I knew if I do that, I give my team a better chance to win a game. Right. Uh, so yeah, there's so many more aspects to the game. You want to win. And I know it was probably frustrating for Antonio Hill to come home and they'd be like, why you didn't shoot? Like, you should have shot more. Because everybody wants you to shoot, right? Yeah, because that, that's what they see as our success mm-hmm. in basketball is you put the ball in the hoop. Right. But there's so many other things that you it's need like to do football, to help us like football. Like, you, there's so many yeah, plays that go into getting to a touchdown, yeah. right? It's like, but why not just go for a touchdown every time? That sounds that's yeah. like what a pink hat says. Like, someone who doesn't know the sport at all is just like, go for the touchdown every time. But basketball is one of those sports where it's even more difficult to see those little set pieces because yeah. they're really fluid. It's changing so much. You ended up being the guy on the floor the most. Yeah, right? I led the team in minutes. Oh, you led yeah. the team in minutes, which means oh, there was a lot of value yeah. to you. That's like, you know, my guy who works the most hours here as a sales guy <laughs> is the guy who sells the most, right? <laughs> he has the most value to me. So basically, so Coach Calipari was looking at you saying, like, I need this this dude yeah. in all the time. How was your relationship with, with, with him? Oh, it's awesome. You know, now coaching, man, you know, like, you know, sometimes from time to time he's busy. So, you of know, course, try man. to bounce things off him from time to mm-hmm. time. You text him, 
on a Monday, like, he won't take you back until like Friday. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I thought I texted you back. You just got to plan in advance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you stop thinking about next week's game now. <laughs> you know, I think it's just send him the film. It's little things, man. I think like I try to tell my the kids uh, English, like you know, 40 minutes in a college game, I played 38. Those two minutes are really blowing people out, mm -hmm. or just crazy thing is, I, I, like you know, I'm talking to my older brother um, when I went to the Hall of Fame at Memphis, and I get down there, and the guy, my, my son comes with me, and he was amazed, you know, like mm -hmm. all the people running that up to me, like, like you know who your father is, you know, things like that, mm -hmm. and you know, it's just like one guy said to me, man, you know what? At first, I wasn't on the ballot, and. The guy who's the president now, Dr. Rudd. Just because it's too soon? Because clearly it's not a it question of... Well, I think it was more so like, the, oh, how come this president? He scored this. Scored that. Oh, because again, they want to highlight like the, yeah. the number, yeah. the, uh, and, the points. Uh, right. the, the president, I guess when they, he submits the ballot to him before he approves of it, they said that he's, why is Antonio on the ballot? Isn't. Why isn't yeah, why he? Why isn't he on okay. the ballot? And the guy said, oh, you know, maybe, like, no, 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 he needs to be on the ballot. Right. And puts the ballot out. And it's the guy, the guy who made the decision like not to put me on. He was the one telling me. He was <laughs> like, look, I don't want you to think like I didn't think you could play, but you know, this for the looks. Yep. And he's like, you know, got the most votes out of all sports. Just for me, when they called me, I'm like, what? It just it made me feel good it's and appreciate it. Yeah, a lot he put in um, a lot of hard work. Yeah. And so the be so at one point you guys made it to the final four. Yeah. The NCAA Final Four. I mean, for people listening, like, this is the thing that, that's on TV every March. Like, it's like a yeah. big deal. Like, he lives in Lynn. He's active. He's got a skills camp in Lynn. Like, if you have a kid who plays basketball and they're not interacting with Antonio Anderson, you're losing, just so you know. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, go ahead. <laughs> just so you know. I mean, this guy, he went to the yeah. Final Four. You find, no, actually, you guys went to the championship game. Championship I'm sorry. Excuse me for discounting your oh, success. Good, man. Oh, good. But, but you guys made it to the championship game. What is that? That might, that might have been one of the only games I was ever like nervous in the beginning. Really? You know, because you grew up as a kid and you watch the, the one shining moment. You see like all the, the cameras flashing before the tip. And, you know, you come out of there and you look up before they bullet the thousands of cameras just flashing. flashing. Once the ball goes up, the nerves get thrown out the mm -hmm. window. But, you know, it was just an opportunity, man. Just like, and I like, even when we lost, you know, it hurt. You still mm -hmm. think about it sometimes. But, you know, it's like I sit back sometimes and I'm by myself and I'm just like, it's crazy. And I, like, I'm from, I tell my players, he, like the kids that come to the camp, boys and girls, I'm from here. Just like you, you know. Right. Like, I'm no yes. different than mm -hmm. I grew up. Probably, no more opportunities. Uh, yeah, I grew up worse than half of you. Didn't have the opportunity that you have now. Make the best out of it. No, I can't guarantee you that you're going to go somewhere. No. But, like, put yourself in a position to be successful. And I think going to private school helped me at that time because, like you said, we didn't have no one navigating us like that. Mm -hmm. Now, being at Lynn English, I make sure that if you got a D, I don't let you play. You can't even try out. That's so, great. So, you know, like, I'm trying to set a there's stand. more. There's more than just being great yeah. at basketball. Like, yeah, you're there to win championships, but you're there to make a di like, difference in people's yeah. lives. Like, the same, the same way college holds you accountable, right? Yeah. Like, you got to be... You have to be academically eligible. You got to be play. ready, man. Yeah. So I think, man, I think a lot of the parents are buying in. Uh, to well, also, too, like as a coach, like who wants to, 
it makes sense. Like you want someone who's dedicated to everything they do. You, dedication needs mm-hmm. to be a staple part of who you are as a person, not yeah. just when you like something. Yeah. It's hard to do because when we're young, like that's how we live. Like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Like I, I'll be happy when I find what I want to do. But yeah. like truly, really the way to do it is to just be committed to everything you've committed yourself to and then find your passion within that. Don't, you know, don't just be like, well, I'll wait till I'm happy with something and then I'll do it. That's mm-hmm. not how it works. You've got to put everything into it and that's how you'll find what makes you, what's yeah. rewarding. Because you don't know you may hate basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. You may put in all the work and hate it, but you may put in all the work and be like, I love it. But you got to put in all the work. Yeah. Basketball, whatever you end up, you want to be an engineer, you want to be a basketball player, you want to be self-employed, mm-hmm. a teacher, you got to put it all in there. Yeah, and well, I think Antonio did a really good job because as coaches, sometimes the history of coach, you can use players, like use players for wins. And he didn't do that. Like making that rule that you, don't, you can't get a D, <laughs> It was bigger than basketball. I like it a and lot. He could yeah. have a player that gets a D, all Ds, and be a it, thousand point scorer. Yeah, but what exactly. is that? When he graduates from Lynn English, he's not going to be. Well, able he to knows excel. firsthand too, because you know you, you were a victim of that. Is that yeah. nobody really made you understand early enough that yeah. the grades mattered? So you had to go to prep school, which probably ultimately helped you, but didn't have to be the way. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, didn't have to be the way. You could have just, you could have just graduated from Lynn Tech or whatever. And um, but you did end up getting, not to get too sidetracked. But I just wanted to mention, you did end up making the Lintec Hall of Fame, <laughs> right? You yeah. did. I saw it in the paper. I yeah. thought that was awesome. Yeah. I read the Lin. People still read the Lin item. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I thought it was great. I, yeah. I think it's great when they celebrate that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You did make it, even though you only played two years there? Two years. Yeah, two years. Two years. Yeah, you only played yeah, two you years. Had sit, you had to sit your first, sit the first year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, my biggest man is, is, is a, I'm blessed, man. Right. I, I think, as a, like, you know, I talk trash to my son all the time. Um, but, uh, like, it, for me, it's just, like, man, like, wow. Sometimes. What a journey. Yeah, you what know, and, like, I think, you know, like, Do when, you I, look when, I, when I love to see every kid from Lynn mm-hmm. surpass that, of course. Yeah. Is it going to happen? Maybe, you know, who knows? Right. You know, and that's why I tell my son all the time, you don't, like, I never want him to feel pressure to play basketball because his dad mm-hmm. did. Like, yeah, I like I like that too. It's, it's yeah. just too easy to say. Yeah, you know what? Like, you're, I'm going to coach you <laughs> through it all. I mean, there's right. got to be a desire. Oh, and there's got to be a, right. Yeah. You got to love gotta it. Got to have a passion for it. Yeah. Exactly. And and there's there's no telling what overbearing dad will end up doing to a kid who doesn't want to. Yeah. You know that that could also have its adverse effects. But I think I think being in the Hall of Fame above high school, college is huge. You know, I think for my players, uh, for the kids in, that come to our, our skills academy, uh, just to get. The knowledge that you know that I was able to, to, to gain on, on my journey and to share with them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. There's so many little things like you were saying about basketball where you can you can tell them something like same in your your field. You can just give them a little insight on mm-hmm. something and everything and changes. changes. Everything you changes. know like yeah. just so that's 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 what it, it's more than just throwing the ball to your legs or shooting a three pointer. Um, it's like you know. Well, that's I think that's what you're bringing to the table. That is the difference maker. Is that now these kids. They know how to play basketball. Yeah. You're going to teach them how to play basketball together at a different level right and, and with a different mindset. Yeah. You know, it's like teaching, just just give it 100% and I'll do the rest. Yeah. Right? Like, give me 100%, work hard at school, work hard, work hard, and I'll show you what we can do with that. Okay, help me. And no matter yeah. what happens short term, it doesn't matter because long term that works. Yeah. Whether it be short term success of making it to play college ball like you did, or drafted the NBA, or I'm sorry, make it to the NBA, that's fine. But for some people, that will pay off at 45 when they yeah. decide they want to become a real estate investor. For, but as long as you have that drive to just continue to be dedicated to something, 
enjoy that journey and then just wait for your opportunity and seize it. And that's, you know, for some people like you, it happened earlier. Mackenzie. Um, I heard, I told my ACL, my MCL, my mm-hmm. senior year um, playing football. And then it just, it propelled me to coach. So I went and coached at Mount Ida College um, for four years. I had an amazing time there and learned so much. Right. And then was able to come back to the city of Lynn right. and work at Lynn English. Um, so I, I've been a coach ever since I graduated high school. I've been coaching. I just love the game and the passion for the game. Mm-hmm. And, and to help kids, that's, I think that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. I think that's really our con- me and Antonio's connection is we had the same view on helping kids and Making sure they they're going in the right the right direction. You're like Batman and Superman. And we're trying. We're trying, trying man. Yeah, seriously. You gotta put that on uh, the Skill Academy logo in the. In yeah, the, the logo. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you: You ever? So, what do you think? Do you think it would have been a big difference if you guys won that championship game? Oh, okay. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. For um, you personally. For me personally, probably I would have probably left college. Uh, yeah. You think you would have went to the NBA right yeah, away? That's, that's life. You know that that was a given. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought twice. Yeah, there's nothing else you could accomplish. Nothing else you could do. Okay. Well, besides graduate. Right. Besides graduate, which you could have yeah. done later, yeah. uh, they probably would have given it to you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, and, and Mario Chalmers still can't come to the city of Lynn. Nah. Okay. So people looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he from? Let's send a team. Yeah. <laughs> we got to search that up. I don't know. Yeah. No, no. Up. We're just kidding. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, you end up, that's your junior year. It's your senior year. You guys make it to the tournament. Yeah. You don't go as far. No. But you're still yeah. considered a, a great success. You end up becoming a Hall of Fame yeah. player for Memphis. And then you make your way into the NBA. Talk to me about that. I, th- I think for me, man, it, the, the day of the draft, you know, I did a bunch of workouts. My agent called me as it, after, like, at, towards the end of the first round. And he just said, look, I know the Bobcats really like you. If a kid that they're uh, – a kid, kid ahead of you uh, – the kid ahead of you is at 54, 50 something. They're gonna take him. If he's not, if he's gone, they're gonna take you. Cool. Mm-hmm. He was there. They take him. <clears throat> the draft ends. Five minutes later, he's like, Charlotte wants to sign you to a, a contract, or whatever. I'm like, okay. So I go. Is this Michael for, Jordan, Charlotte, at this point? Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm there for a couple months. Then they cut me. I go to the D League. Uh, the D League, which is basically just a like a JV. Like yeah, a, well, it's this. It's the like it's minor league, minor yeah. leagues, minor leagues. Right. Um, and you know, like I get there, my coach. I was in Rio Grande. I was in Texas, and my coach uh, was a guy from Europe. He's now the associate head coach out for the New Orleans Pelicans. Cool. And he said to me, "He's like you, you can get there. Like just mm-hmm. work your tail off." I'm like, I'm not definitely something you're not scared to do, right? Yeah, and so and I'm like, look. He's like, every team needs defense, you know, like you, you, you can do it. Like he goes, it's not college, but you're going to now play against pros. Mm-hmm. He goes, and I knew, uh, I, I just had confidence that like no one was going to embarrass me uh, when, when I'm guarding him. So played there for two months. And then I remember like yesterday, <laughs> my agent calls me again and he's like, look, Charlotte, Oklahoma City, they're going to, they're going to both send the papers in to sign you. And to be 100% honest, if Charlotte's papers go through first, I, I may not be here coaching. I may still be playing somewhere. Because, Why? Did they give you a better deal? Or? Well, they just – they didn't have enough. They, I would have played a lot more, you know. Oh, okay. Oklahoma – so how it works is they both send it through. Oklahoma City's paperwork went through like three or four minutes before. I signed there. Great opportunity um, with Durant, Westbrook, and those guys. 
I get there, and there that's when they first kicked off, like winning. I was about to say because now, yeah. yeah, this is what year is this? 2010. Yeah, and they're like starting start, to click, and yeah. they're like, oh, you know, we're not gonna play you as much as we thought we they were going to. They just had a different direction for the team, right? Yeah, they, were, they didn't need I'm a defensive like, piece anymore. I'm like, oh. so I was calling agent. Then like, so after the the first contract was over, I said my agent, I'm like, Charlotte still. He's like, yeah, but I think Oklahoma City's gonna sign you again if they sign you again. <laughs> Charlotte's not gonna; they're just gonna keep; they're gonna move on. I'm not gonna turn the money down. Of you course, know? yeah, and you have to seize every opportunity. Yeah, you can, so right? I, I stuck with it. Um, then you know, just kept kept grinding it out, man. Had a couple more opportunities, and then an opportunity in Germany called, and I just took it. Um, you know, so I, you went to play overseas? Yeah, I went overseas for a little bit, and then. Is it customary to like? Are there a lot of guys? That are doing that are making a transition from oh yeah from it's tax free okay so you're mm. a lot of guys will just go play the interim until they get that call up they're playing in Europe they're just yeah you know a lot of guys go to the the D League they play well they play well enough maybe not to get a contract in the NBA but for a team overseas who may not offer them the year before give them give them a sniff now and then they go take it or uh, or you can have a great career in, in oh, yeah. Europe. This, I, mean, this, this, I have friends who play in Europe making two three million dollars a year. Right. I mean, I'm I'm Greek, Greek. The, my, my college teammate Joey Dorsey plays in Greece. That, for who? I forget who. They um, got a, they got like a powerhouse. Uh, the, the European teams are no joke. He he, he Joey made one point. He makes one point seven a year. So he's not he too li- bad. He, but he <laughs> he lives in he lives in Athens. But he drives. He told me his team's like 30, 40 minutes away. He just drives back and forth every That's day. Cool. He said the town's very small. You should go visit him. So he's like right on the beach in Athens. That's like, what I mean. Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's he lives in Atlanta in the off season. So I think uh, Scooney Penn. Do you know Scooney Penn? I know Scooney. I don't know Scooney Penn, but I heard he got he went to Europe to play as well. Yeah. Um, and I think he ended up in a, on a Greek team at one point. My brother was in Cyprus. Was he? For years. He loves Greece. Yeah. yeah. And Antonio's older brother, uh, Anthony, was also a superstar athlete in Lynn. Um, arguably, again, one of the best basketball players of all time. He played at UMass. Yeah. Didn't play pro. Um, Amer- U.S. pro, but it, played pro in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was in uh, Poland and uh, Greece. That's cool. Yeah. So you get the call. You go to Germany. You're playing yeah. ball. Playing ball, man. And then, you know, I... I you know, at that time, it's it's more of a business. It's just like I got to a point where like I was playing to play, you know, playing to make you know to get paid, and you know I wasn't like loving it no more. Right. It's it's tough over there. What do you think it is? Just a different basketball culture? It's work. It's, it's like, just it's, work. It's triple the work. Uh-huh. It's it's like two or three practices a day to get paid once a month. Play once a week. Mm-hmm. It's a grind. Um, so they're just overworking. They don't have the same system that they that we have here. Yeah, no, it's different, but it's it's fun. Like you know, I was in a fun city. I was in Munich. It was a fun city, man. Mm-hmm. Like you know, got to go out and stuff. But it was unbelievable life experience. Yeah, in terms of like you know, getting an opportunity to go play definitely. overseas and see a beautiful part of the world. Definitely. So you know, play well, man. Come home. We'll be home and just get a random call from agent. Oh, team in Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico or here wants you to come play for two weeks. You know, and you would go do it. It just depends on how much. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's business too, yeah, right? Money that's talks. How, that's yeah, how, that's how it goes. Yeah, I, I agree with goes. you. And so did it eventually just sort of like fizzle away as you got older? Well, or no, was it a decision well, that you I, made early? And then when I got injured, I was playing in like a... Talk to me about injury. New Bedford, right? New Bedford. Yeah, New Bedford. I'm, I'm at a, like an outdoor tournament in New Bedford, home, 4th of July, playing in... Recreational? Kids. Yeah, just, just like, they, like, like a, a Cape to- Verdean tournament. Okay. And uh, kids let off like huge like fireworks behind our bench. 
and like explosives was going off, and I didn't think nothing at first. Then I'm like, and then I go to Vegas a couple of days later, like for vacation, and I'm like, something's wrong. Like, with your hearing? Yeah, like my ears. Like I, something's weird. I, I'm talking. Like people were calling me, and I had to switch to my other ear. Like couldn't Hello? hear anything. I'm like, I'm not hearing nothing. I like. So I'm with one of my friends, and he's talking to me, like, Tony, you can't hear me out of this ear. I'm like, I didn't know you was talking. Wow. So I'm like, I went, I came home, went to Mass Iron Air, and they were just like, if you, like, you don't know, you know, like, because I didn't have no pain or anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you knew the day it happened, if you got any little pain or something where you could have came in, we could have sti- we could have sewed it, it back together, your eardrum back together, but it ruptured it. So they're just like, here's the options. You can, whatever. Because I still have played, yeah. You just take it off, play. But I'm just oh, saying, it's, yeah, it's I'm hard just, to be uh, effective. Um, yeah. Like, hearing you know, is such an important part play, of the game. Play, to call them play. Yeah. Like, so I just said, you know what? Uh, it's time. Yeah. So I text them. I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, like, nobody does nothing for the kids out here, man. Like, this is This is right when you're done, basically. Yeah, when I stop playing. Yeah, you're, you're done playing. You're no longer committing yourself to becoming basketball, an NBA yeah, yeah. basketball player. Now you said your first thought was yeah. Lynn. Yeah. Kids. I tell you, it was late, too. Yeah. It was like 2, 3 in the morning. <laughs> I'm just up thinking. I'm in my apartment. Right, right. I'm just like. It's a tough time for you, right? I mean, because it's sort of the end of, a, end of an era. Yeah, and the you. great thing is my agent, you know, he's now the GM of the Jazz. And he was telling me, like, he was like, like it was so it was he was like not for money for him like or for me he's like it was just eating him alive that like so many calls were coming oh can Antonio he play? knew it was a, he knew you were on the verge of something yeah he's like you know mm-hmm. you know can Antonio come to training camp this team in Europe wants to offer you this team and he's like it killed me to be like right. this kid is he's not playing no more you know like yeah and so, good for you for not letting that sort of redefine like who you are and what you've accomplished because. There's so much pride. There's so much to be proud oh, yeah. of in getting that far. It's it's like saying my goal was to own a big company, but I didn't make it to the Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't have to do that. Yeah. But it's hard for people to swallow that pill because ego is such a big part of it. Oh, it's such an ego driven. Like you were more interested in just being on the court. You wanted to yeah. play ball. You wanted to be a part of the team. You weren't looking for the highlight reel. You yeah. wanted to be a part of a like a successful team. And as soon as as soon as your career sort of quote unquote ended for the NBA, the first thing you thought of was, how can I be a part of something? I'm not a selfish person. I want to go home and I want to get involved with the community. Now, of course, you still maintain a, a, a nine to five, right? Yeah, I'm a teacher at Lynn English. Okay, so yeah. that's awesome. I didn't know that. So you're a teacher at Lynn English, Mackenzie? I work at a juvenile detention center. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so so you're both actually you're. Life is around yeah, kids. Yeah, it's, it's like, all about kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was prepared to go somewhere else with that because, yeah, again, I didn't kids. know that. So I was about to say, well, you still have to do your 9 to 5, but you're, you're, this is your life. Yeah. You're a teacher and a coach. That brings me to really where I want to go here is that so both of you guys have decided at this point to get, I want to say leverage, but in a good way, leverage Antonio's accomplishments more than anyone else's and bring some credibility to it right away and say, hey, listen, we're going to be holding these skills camps. So why don't you tell me a little bit, what are these skill camps? When did it get started? You know, like this year, we start July 8th, next Monday. Um, right. You know, we go Monday through Thursday from 9 to 2, Allen English on Friday. So that's, that's coming up, the yeah. July 8th, July 2019? 
Um, you know, we don't charge a lot of money. I think the biggest thing we 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 just charge to cover the gym costs. Uh, we don't make no money. Um, you know, I think that's the I think that's why we love doing it. Um, you know, you see people <coughs> charging four or five hundred dollars mm-hmm. a week, uh, all that crazy stuff. You're really not helping them or teaching these kids. Just trying to take money from. Do you their think parents. you feel like you're pricing everybody out? Yeah. So we we just you know you, we have three week sessions, two three week sessions. Each session is two fifty for three weeks. You you pay for both weeks. You pay four hundred instead of five hundred. Right. Um, you know we feed kids some days. We you know we give scholarships to to like it. some of the like low income places in Lynn. Yeah. Um. You know we got people who who donate money to pay for kids who can't afford it. Mm-hmm. We we probably have 60, 70 kids. Oh, you do? Um, that's a great. That's yeah, a huge you know, number. It's, right? it's, it's, it's been good, man. We've been doing it for five years. Um, you know, I think it's it's been awesome. The feedback's been awesome. You get kids coming from Marblehead and Beverly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so To be it, a part of it. Yeah, and they love it. Do you and see that it's getting more and more popular as the years go on? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, and I think, a lot of you see every time you go to certain events, you see kids with their shirts on and things like that. Yeah. So it's like you That's know it's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, you know they you know they come up to us every time we see them or you know put them on Instagram and they they love it. Um, mm-hmm. And you know it just it just shows the reflection of happiness, man. It's like we're in there, we push them, we work them hard, but it's it's always fun. Um, no arguments, no trouble, no nonsense. And so you have other people too. I saw on your website you'll have some other people. Yeah, um, we, we usually have people from Lynn, um, like coaches or things, people who play basketball, girls and boys. But now we, you know, we we, we want to have like our players. Um, that's what the kids know. Right. The girls they know the girls from classical St. Mary's English. The boys they know all the basketball players. Um, so you know, we, why not why not let them and teach them how to get back to the community. So that it's at the forefront earlier. Yeah. So that they know. So that when they all go off to college and they come back, yeah, it's, something yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, we try to push. We want the kids to come back. We want them to leave. Like, And it's like, and Lynn, you always say, oh, you can leave. You know what I mean? You can leave. But I always want to put it into them. Come back, though. Like, you can go somehow, and learn. Go somehow, same and way. learn yeah. and get mm-hmm. those experiences and then come back. And, yep, like you said, somehow, some way, and pass those down. Um, what happened with me is I – they got fired. Got fired from a coaching job, and I said to myself, I didn't want to allow the school system to um, affect me working with the kids in my community. So I said, and it was perfect time. And Antonio texted me, and we met at the barber shop, and we just talked, and we broke it down, and then we've been off and running ever since. We started with small clinics. How often are you having? We, when we first when we first started, it was more smaller clinics that we would run probably once or twice a week. Um, it was just really tough to get gyms. I think that was our biggest struggle early. Because the city wasn't willing to help? Or yeah, the city, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a long story, but it's, it's, it's the money. It's, you got to pay a lot of money to get in these gyms nowadays. So we struggled with that early. Um, I just hate this um, idea that you have to pay to give back. Yeah. Right? Like It's yeah. like, come on, guys. This is, we're not really doing this for money. Yeah. We're not trying to turn a profit. If there's anything left, you know, it, it's... it's Insignificant, right? It's, like it's never much. You're looking left. for people. So if there's anyone listening to this podcast, they are always looking for people to come down and I'm assuming provide maybe some beverages or yeah. some food. If you're a local vendor and you wanna if you're a local business owner that listens to this podcast, reach out to me or reach out to Antonio. The links will be in the podcast. I wanna wrap this thing up and it's not because there's a lack of things to talk about. It's just <laughs> we're pushing uh, the time, but the summer camp starts when again? We said July 8th. July 8th, Monday, 9 a.m. Monday, July 8th, 9 a.m. Yeah. So how do people get in touch with you to get enrolled? Uh, we have Instagram, uh, Tony Anderson Skills Academy, Facebook, Tony Anderson Skills Academy. 
Um, you can reach us there. And okay. If they, they want to join the camp, show up Monday and sign up Monday. Just you, reach out. You can, um, you can register um, on our website, um, aaskillsacademy.com. And you can you can register right from there. Okay, and it's two fifty a person. Yeah, it's two fifty. Two fifty a person, and then so what I want to do is because I want to I want to be a part of it too is I want to offer to pay for one uh, student to come. He's got to be from Lynn. Um, that's definitely a requirement, and I want them to just someone to comment, put their name in the comment, and I'll pick somebody from that list. I'll pick one up because I because I want to be a part of it too. Um, and I. I Anyone who's listening who's out there wants to do the same, if you're a small business owner, please reach out or put something in the comments. We'd love to hear about that. But if you're from Lynn especially, if you're in the North Shore, hey, look, anything is great. But if you're from Lynn especially, like, get involved. Give back. These are the people that we need to support. These are the people that are making Lynn a better city. We need to get behind them. We need to be a part of, of it. And all together we can continue to be sort of a lightning rod in the community and just energize stuff. But, guys, thank you so much for coming out. It was awesome talking to you. Um, I wish you guys the best. I'm sure Lynn English is going to hang another banner this year. I hope so, I, That's my expectations now. <laughs> and, 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 and hopefully you'll invite me to one of the games this year. Definitely, definitely. All right, guys. Thank you for coming. Thank, thank that's you for it for us. this week, guys.